Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to a very, very, very special profile this evening with myself, Ubaidullah Boja, the 9th of March. Uh, many of us, we've been listening to Radio Islam for many years. Radio Islam is part of everyone's household. I remember in the past, you know, 702 would be playing and what and what would be playing. People would be listening to some other radio station Sunday evening to get them some flavor with regard to something Islamic. Uh, when it used to be the month of Ramadan, there used to be a special station that would play the Makkah Tarawi on medium wave. But you had to hold the aerial and the radio in a particular way and faintly you would be able to hear the Makkah Tarawi. Those were those days and then Kamal Radio Islam, it began and it brought so much of quality and quantity to Islamic uh, coverages that really has changed media broadcasting in so many ways, not only in South Africa but around the world. And today, as the Jamiatul Ulama Centenary, Jamiatul Ulama is a hundred years this year, alhamdulillah, with the grace and the mercy of Allah. So we're profiling departments, organizations that are affiliated, etc. And today we're dedicating and we're speaking particularly about Radio Islam International. With us we have on the line Morana Haider, in fact not on the line, we have live in the studio Morana Haider, that has been the station manager as well as Morana has been with the radio from the initial stages. Morana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Morana, you know, I remember a conversation that you and I had when I just graduated uh, of different options of, you know, services of deen. And, and part of that was your worry and your concern for the education of the woman, etc. And it's something that has always stuck with me. And I think that is, has always been your vision. But Marana, you've come from, from Pakistan, you've been studied there, you returned, you're involved in so many things. But what made you want to be part of an organization or a committee that would start something called Radio Islam? What would lead to the formation of Radio Islam? Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. This is only the kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is no human achievement. When Allah ta'ala wants something to happen, then Allah ta'ala makes it happen. So in 1994, when the new government came in, uh, they opened the airwaves for the underprivileged uh, people of South Africa. And uh, they announced that community radio licenses will be granted permission for to run a community radio station will be granted so alhamdulillah many brothers were talking about it one brother in particular he wrote a letter also brother yunus bamji and uh, it was just a straightforward letter and uh, the idea then gained traction and more and more brothers got involved and the brothers were involved in the lens jamiat and few other uh, brothers some businessmen they all got together and they started having mashwara and they started uh, brainstorming the idea and there was unanimity and consensus that no we should start a radio station we should apply for a license and then they also didn't know uh, what does it, what it entails to run a radio station so we had meetings with people like uh, brother Hassan uh, who was with the Radio Lotus if I'm getting the name right 
um, I'm even forgetting his name, Muff. Uh, so he also gave us quite a bit of insp- uh, insight as to what it entails running a radio station. So Alhamdulillah, in this particular manner, the application was made. It was a very, very lengthy process. A lot of information was required. They wanted signatures from the community. I think if I, my memory serves me correct, we needed to get about 30,000 signatures. Uh, and we had letters to show that uh, there will be community participation from organizations. We had to get letters. And uh, Alhamdulillah, m- m- most of the organizations gave us letters of support. And then they wanted to know how are you going to financially run this operation. So we had to go to the businesses and we had to ask them that please on your letterhead uh, give it to us that you are going to support this initiative. So Alhamdulillah all that put together and then there was a hearing and eventually Alhamdulillah the license was granted. So this is the beginning. So it was a lengthy process, you know. I remember the other day uh, sometime I I saw one poster, Malna Yahya Bam giving a talk. Uh, in uh, Ruriput uh, regarding the establishment of a radio station. So it was different ulama who were involved at different levels, uh, some for shorter period of time, some for more uh, lengthier periods of time. And uh, that is how, alhamdulillah, the whole um, radio idea came about. And I must make mention that it was all done in the name of the Jamiat al-Ulama Transvaal at that time, which is now Jamiat al South Africa, which is 100 years old. And uh, our Amir that time also, and now also, is Molana Abbas Ali Jina, Damar Barakatum, Allah Ta'ala keep his shadow long and long upon us. Uh, he always supported the idea. And uh, at one stage... We had some from some quarters to say that this is, you know, not uh, according to how our pious people, predecessors, uh, they operate in terms of promoting deen, etc. So nonetheless, then we started writing letters to all the big, big institutions in uh, Pakistan, India, and they all told us that radio is a neutral medium for permissible things is permissible, impermissible things is impermissible, there's nothing wrong. In fact, one great motivation, or amongst the many, many motivations, was that the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, uh, Mufti Shafi, he used to conduct a tafsir of the Holy Quran, and it gained so much popularity the result of that was that the people told Mufti Shafi Rahmatullah who was the uh, Khalifa of Hazrat Mawlana Ashraf Ali Thani Rahmatullah that please uh, compile your, uh, print your tafsir now. And Alhamdulillah that is how the Mariful Quran came about uh, purely after it was, uh, after the tafsir lessons were conducted by Hazrat Mufti Sahib and that was for over a lengthy period of time. And that is why it is in eight volumes. So this is just one uh, motivation from among the many, many motivations that it is a beneficial medium. Let's utilize it for the benefit of the ummah, upliftment of the ummah. So, so Molana, I think the name you were looking for was Fakir Hassan. Yeah, yeah, Our that's Lord. correct. Brother Fakir Hassan. Uh, so so one of him. the listeners yeah. just sent us yeah, tea. That's correct, yeah. Jazakallah, Jazakallah. So, so Morana, tell me, right, you have a, a purely organization of Jamiatul Ulama with Moranas and all of that, and businessmen, and now you embark on starting a radio. Where do you start? What requirements did you guys put in place? Uh, how did this, from, from something that was in the mind to incubation to finally seeing the first uh, broadcast taking place, how, how did this 
happen and what were the requirements to start a radio station? So the, the first part is that there was a technical aspect of it, right? So right. now you need a studio, you need a transmitter, you need a mask, you need an antenna. So Alhamdulillah, we had a committee of technical people, people who knew about radio frequency, RF, uh, about broadcasting, about IT. And uh, that committee of four or five started meeting regularly and then they started asking for quotations from different companies and then meeting with the companies and then coming back with the information. And that is that was the technical part. Then came the fu funding part. So that was a real uphill but Alhamdulillah, the people started buying into the idea and they started contributing. Uh, the Section 21 company had to be formed in 1994. 1994, the Section 21 company was formed. And uh, it was formed by Ahmad Bismillah and company. And I remember we had a meeting with him in Azadwal. So it was a lengthy meeting and we went through whatever was needed to be done. <coughs> And uh, the f company was formed, and you had directors on the company. And uh, so that was another legal part. So the religious part was, the third part was, now you needed manpower, etc. So that, right. there we, we faced a lot of difficulty and uphill because we couldn't find talent and people. It was something new. So we were also novices. We knew nothing. Uh, so we just jumped into the deeper end, and uh, Allah Ta'ala made it possible. You know, Mohammed, I must tell you, Morana Arimiya Sab Rahmatullah Ali passed away. And I have a recording of a program by Morana Mohammed Hashim, who interviewed everyone, and Morana Baam, and uh, all of them were there. And it was so amazing at that time to see uh, being radio, being such a new thing, but yet the amount of, of uh, talent that they naturally had, that they were able to change from a purely Bayan perspective to, to a radio, which was truly remarkable. Uh, Marana, you made mention of the aspect of funding. Uh, 1996, many, many years ago, what was the cost involved in putting up such a project? So just the transmitter mass antenna that time uh, was costing us 350000 And uh, we had a meeting at uh, one of our friends' place, uh, in uh, Roshni and he invited all the businessmen whenever I take his name then he gets upset with me so I'm not going to take his name uh, but Allah Ta'ala knows him very well I met him two days ago again wonderful so person well. Allah Ta'ala reward him and Amen. the people of Roshni they then committed a hundred thousand rands now hundred thousand rands in 1996 perhaps in today's time is like a million rands and then brother Enver Mullah he went and uh, collected the money uh, and the first the first batch of 52,000 rands came in and then the second batch uh, I accompanied him and we collected the balance of the money and so it, it was like the whole of 1995 we were raising funds 1996 we were raising funds so it was like for a 24 for 24 months we were just raising sure. funds uh, for this project and I remember the first donation came from a brother in from Kimberley uh, that was the first donation that came from. You know, Morana, we must do one program whereby we just ask the listeners, what was your years ago memories of radio? And I'm sure there'll be so much that will come about and and uh, so much memories that we'll share. I have quite a few of many, many decades ago, but perhaps for another program. Uh, respected listeners, let's take a two, three minute break. 
Let's play some of the old uh, clips that used to be played on Radio Islam. Let's take our memory back for some years, and when we return, we carry on with Mulana Haider Ali Dorat. All the people of the city anxiously gathered around a small hill where open addresses were usually made. The man climbed to the top while the little boy remained at the bottom. In a loud voice, the disbeliever asked his first question. Oh, not you again. Later. Look, you play later. Go, go. Okay, folks. A shadow just over the road. High above the wings of a powerful program. the evening sky for those below is a moment to reflect on the beauty brought to you by Coke Warehouse made in the studios of Radio Islam made in the studios of Radio Islam perfected by the medium wave the medium wave whatever presented to you by Mulana Lukman by Mulana Lukman الموجة المتوسطة واحد خمسة أربعة ثمانية. Because Muslim money needed to be unified for tax purposes. News. For so many years about this entity, this colonial entity, both local and international, against the apartheid regime in South Africa. All this and more. الموجة المتوسطة واحد خمسة أربعة ثمانية. So respected listeners, that was some of the clips taking us years back. Sometimes when you hear the clips, you think of people that were with you, that are no more with you, and the way they, they would listen to the radio, especially at that time. Uh, it's truly something that you, you cannot imagine your life without, especially some of the women folk, some of the elderly people. It's, it's amazing what, what radio has done for the greater good of the ummah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from those that were involved in the establishment and the running of Radio Islam International. And then may Allah make it a means of hidayat and guidance Amen. for all the greater good of the ummah, inshallah. So, so Mona, we've covered a few things, uh, what led to it, the initial, all of that. Uh, coming a little bit now to some of the other issues that, that who are like some of the people involved now in the establishing of it and now you, you've done your collection, you've got whatever it is. Now comes the personnel. Who, who then undertook it and started this project of Radio Islam? So we started uh, from the 1st of January. Uh, 1997 and we were we were broadcasting but it was just it was mostly nasheeds and kirats and things like that and uh, we didn't have we couldn't find still our feet so alhamdulillah brother ismail variava joined us and in april and then uh, uh his adil bakharia he was our first presenter he was our uh, continuity announcer 
and uh, alhamdulillah from then it started gaining traction in those days i actually laugh uh, we used to take the newspaper and then we used to take an article and then we used to erase some sentences in between and we, from that <laughs> we used to prepare we used to prepare news <laughs> so it was a disconnected news so but that is how it started in the you know in the beginning subhanallah and then really uh, acknowledgement from the bottom of our hearts to brother ismail variaba who's played many many decades at the radio and he's, he's really been somebody that has trained others and have brought things in and it's been something that that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward him abundantly for in this regard <clears throat> so so Morana, you started now you you've got to do some campaigning get buy-in from the public how do you get people now to listen to the radio so um uh programs were made visiting various masajid informing the people about the establishment of radio islam uh, encouraging them to listen to radio islam pamphlets were printed posters were printed and uh, business houses were visited and uh, in this way slowly slowly started gaining traction was two staff and then four staff and then the following year you have a little bit more money then you have you've got eight staff then the, the year thereafter you got a little bit more money then you employ more staff so then you've got 12 staff and then 15 staff in between some staff don't make the grade so they fall off the tra- train and then you carry on you carry on and that is how today alhamdulillah we've got a staff complement after 25 years a staff complement of 69 full time and part time you you know respected listeners to just to give you a perspective morana drove all the way from porch because at this time of the year morana is extremely busy with fundraising for the radio station that carries him throughout the year and my my persistence said no morana we have to do it we have to do it and morana was saying can't we postpone and you know so so the 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 spine behind the whole thing that keeps this entire body of radio islam in sync is morana haider and really may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward him abundantly for the tremendous amount of effort that he has given in making sure the radio runs as professionally as it currently does morana you made mention that there was few staff and then from 2 to 4 and 4 to 8 but who was the first announcer presenter program manager of radio islam so the first program manager was uh, brother ismail variava Alhamdulillah he was he played a major role in taking the radio station to the next level and th- those were difficult times we knew nothing about radio so we used to be part of the different uh, organizations which the government had established like uh, 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 the national association of broadcasters the independent uh, forum for religious broadcasters and then Uh, quite a few and uh, then uh, there used to be a program at the Wits University called Wits Days Wits Days so there they would okay. like to have a two three day workshop just on radio and then now and then the National Community Radio Forum they would have programs and uh, you know explaining about pre- uh, presentation techniques uh, production techniques uh, broadcasting techniques and the whole thing evolved so they were training all community radio stations uh, of the country and uh, at that time perhaps there were 60 70 today there's more than 284 community radio stations in sure. south africa 
I remember you sending me to Radio Veritas, Morana. It was some stuff and said, go here and do some training and they taught you. And, and that, that is how I initially learned. SubhanAllah. It was a, a unique experience, mashallah. In fact, uh, it was uh, in, it was winter, and uh, Ismail Bavriava, myself, and Hafiz Adil Bakharia went to Cape Town, and there was a program there for about a week. And I still remember it was winter, so you know, Cape Town, eight o'clock in the morning, also it's dark. <laughs> but I still remember it was very cold, and we used to attend that program. And Alhamdulillah, we benefited a lot. I must tell the listeners, my first experience of Radio Islam was probably 1998, 2000. There was a Morana Abdul Manan that came from India. It was tall, Morana, very pious. And uh, it was then, it was Saturday, and it was Madrasa. And Hafiz Bashir asked me, what you doing? I said, Morana, it's Saturday, I'm not doing nothing. He said, come with me. And I came to the radio station, and Morana gave the bayan, and I gave the translation. And uh, I think ever since then, alhamdulillah, I've been on the radio with the fuzzle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to play tribute to somebody now, and I want you to please listen to this clip. Uh, let's take a listen to, to uh, the current um, programs manager of Radio Islam International, Mawlana Suleiman Rabat, and he speaks about an acknowledgement. Let's take a listen, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hazrat I hope you are keeping well. Jazakumullah uh, to speak uh, for the opportunity for me to say a few words uh, to you and to the listeners of Radio Islam International. Uh, in regards uh, the pillar and the backbone of uh, Radio Islam International, and that is uh, our Amir Hazrat Mawlana Haider Ali Gorat Sabdamat Barakatuhum. We know that uh, Radio Islam has been one of the key projects of Jamiatul Ulama South Africa in the last uh, 30 years. In many ways, groundbreaking and trend-setting uh, in that the radio globally uh, has become a benchmark for people who wanted to uh, venture into the same space. Uh, but from day one, uh, the main driver, the main coordinator, uh, the, the person with the passion, the person who dedicated his life to the radio uh, was Mahana Haider Ali Sab. And it's a, it's a great sign of, of istiqamah and steadfastness over a period of, of 25 years that uh, Mahana remained dedicated to the task, um, not knowing hours. Uh, work would, would, would continue in the office, outside of the office, weekday, weekend, during holidays, even when on a break, even when on Umrah, even when uh, abroad, even when with family. Uh, total passion and, and, and dedication. Uh, a phenomenal level of physical stamina as well as spiritual strength and drive. Uh, subhanallah. Uh, and to do it for, for two and a half decades. Uh, to do it at a time when the radio was in its infancy stage, at a time when there were many challenges and there were skeptics and uh, very few uh, actually envisaged that the radio would continue to remain steadfast at that time was an achievement and an accomplishment in itself. Uh, but then the greater achievement after that was, was to, with great dedication, with great sincerity and, and with continuous sacrifice, uh, to stay at it uh, for 25 years and to see the radio through its various phases to the point that it has reached today. And organizations, and especially media, there's, there's always heightened need, there's always evolving circumstances. And to this day, uh, even though Morana has been at it for 25 years, he still makes great sacrifice, spending a number of uh, weeks away from home, 
crisscrossing the length and breadth of our country and um, and doing uh, collection and meeting stakeholders and doing PR work on behalf of the radio. So he has been the foundation, he has been the backbone, he has been the pillar of strength. Um, he's shown uh, discipline, he's shown uh, dedication, he's shown a lot of courage in difficult times and he's led, uh, uh, you know, being energized by his own very high level of, of spirituality. May Allah reward him, grant him barakah. Uh, and make this a means of uh, perpetual reward and, and, and blessing for, for him and, and for his entire family and indeed uh, the entire community uh, and all the listeners of Radio Islam International uh, are indebted to Azad Moana. Uh, so I, I thought I'll make that uh, contribution towards this profile of Radio Islam International as part of um, uh, JUSA's uh, centenary uh, program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. really from all the staff, the volunteers, the Jamiatul Ulama, our heartfelt gratitude for everything that you've done for the improvement and the advancement of things at the Radio Islam International. May Allah reward you handsomely for whatever effort you've made in the establishment and the running of Radio Islam, Monana. Amin, Jazakallah for the kind words. We regard this just as a dua, but in reality it was collective effort, it was team effort. And Alhamdulillah, the Jamiat played a major role in taking the radio station to where it is. Uh, committed, dedicated members, uh, Mona Suleiman Ravat himself, Alhamdulillah, he has done phenomenally for the radio station, uh, brought it to the you know, to world-class standards, Allah Ta'ala reward him abundantly. Amen, amen. And uh, uh, ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's just teamwork, really. It's just teamwork. It's not single work. Uh, you, one human being cannot do this. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala makes it uh, happen. Allah Ta'ala made it happen, and that's the reality. Of definitely so, Morana. Morana, you, you made mention earlier about the over 60 staff members, etc., that... Uh, are working at the radio full-time, part-time, volunteers, etc. Uh, what, what's your expenses and how do you manage such a huge project, Morana? So when, we, when, we, when the radio station was established, we took out a prospectus. In the prospectus in 1996-97, we wrote that to run a radio station will cost us 20,000 rands a month. <laughs> Little did we realize that 25 years down the line, it will be costing you 1.2 million a month. <laughs> so, Alhamdulillah, because there's so many expenses, like uh, your, your one is your medium wave broadcast, then you've got your uh, satellite broadcast, uh, DSTV, uh, Sentech, then internet, and then audio streaming, and... Uh, uh, all these expenses and your data, your your telephone lines, your uh, your STL links, uh, the thing that takes the signal from the radio station to uh, Auckland Park, that big tower you see in Auckland Park, that's called an STL link. And then from Auckland Park, then the signal is taken through to a place called Radio Cop. That is where Centec have the uplinking stations, uplinking satellites, those massive, massive satellites, uh, 10, 15 meters wide. Uh, so there is a STL link. Then you have a separate STL link going from here to, uh, to multi-choice. 
and then it goes to to the DSTV platform, the audio platform. So all these expenses are standard expenses, and then Alhamdulillah, our our equipment is state of the art. Whatever uh, you will find with the commercial radio stations, with the big radio stations, uh, the same equipment, Alhamdulillah, we have at Radio Islam. So in terms of facilities, in terms of equipment, uh, technical um, data, know-how. Um, hardware, software, Alhamdulillah, we use the best, what is in the industry, and all that comes at a, at a cost. But then that is how you can become more and more professional. So the, 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 the whole aim is to improve what we do, how we do. And Alhamdulillah, all the time we are learning and we are trying to improve. Uh, you, know, you know, just to give an example, uh, Monona, load shedding is such a challenge so, so for a radio, you can't switch off and switch on because uh, it's too much to start and radio needs to be continuously moving. So you would need a high-end generator with US UPS to ensure that there's no breakage at all in the, the, the radio streaming, Monana. So because uh, the radio station is broadcasting 24 hours a day, we are live from 4 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, Monday to Friday. Then on Saturday, we are live from 6 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock and Sunday also. So at night, we cannot switch off the uh, the radio station. So we have generators. We have one generator at our transmitter site. We have one generator at the radio station. And uh, definitely, uh, it's very, very costly. It's also uh, a little bit of a hindrance, you know, to the community around. But, you know, that's South Africa. What do we do? Uh, we are trying to, in fact, we, we've taken quotations over the past six months to acquire uh, a solar system, but it's uh, very, very expensive. We're looking at about minimum three to five million rands for a solar system. But inshallah, Allah will open up uh, the doors for us. Allah will make it easy for us that inshallah we can have a solar system so that at least we can save on on diesel and uh, we can at, at least uh, uh, offset some of the uh, costs which we are facing at the moment. Of course. So, so Monona Radio Islam doesn't only do programming and radios. There are other projects uh, and initiatives that has been taken up by the radio. What are some of the things that you have done or radio has done uh, in terms of community outreach? So about 14 years ago, one brother came to the radio station and he said, see, I've got an ambulance. Are you people interested in taking it or not? So the board of Radio Islam discussed the matter and they said uh, it's a good idea. Uh, it's like giving back to the community. Let's start uh, an, an ambulance service. But it must be totally independent. It must have a separate board. It, uh, the finances also must be separate, etc. So, Alhamdulillah, uh, for the Johannesburg area, Rescue 786 as an ambulance service took off. Uh, the first two years were very, very tough. You couldn't find uh, ILS paramedics, etc. And that also was a learning curve for us. So we have a committee of about 8, 10 people. Uh, and shukar alhamdulillah, today the ambulance service is 13 years in existence. Five ambulances, one response vehicle, servicing the greater Johannesburg area, doing between uh, 100 and 280 call-outs a month. Uh, and servicing, uh, transferring patients, accident scenes, uh, people uh, who need uh, uh, emergency uh, assistance. Alhamdulillah, our paramedics attend to them. 
and uh, variety of programs, even training, etc. There is something we should we encourage. We should encourage our youth to get involved in, even if they do it as a part-time thing, as a hobby, just to give back to the community. Uh, other communities they are very very active in uh, EMS emergency medical services, and uh, we also encourage our community to get involved in EMS. Uh, uh, if you save a life of one human being, it is as if you have saved the life of all mankind. So there's great, great tawab in that. And then about five years ago, we started a mobile clinic project in conjunction with the Islamic Medical Association of Roshni. So Alhamdulillah, they do the management part, we do the funding part. So the mobile clinic visits 10 informal settlements twice a month. And uh, we utilize the services of a uh, nurse uh, and we dispense only up to schedule five drugs. We don't go beyond that. So we won't go, we won't give penicillin or injections and things of that nature. And it's absolutely free of charge. And the poor, poor indigenous community, the people of the country uh, who live in informal settlements, they highly appreciate it. If they have to go to a government hospital, the whole day will go and... Uh, Perhaps they might even get turned down to say, right, your chance didn't come up, come tomorrow again. So, Alhamdulillah, they so much appreciate it. They, they look after it, they protect it. If there's any uh, protest action taking place in the area, they'll phone, please don't come today. And if there's something already happening, then they will escort the mobile clinic out of the area. Now you believe because it's not safe now for you to be here. So, Alhamdulillah, oh. this initiative also has been very, very much has been well received by the local uh, informal community. Mauna, you run a, a big radio station with your board and all of that. What what would be the challenges that you seem to face uh, in running a radio station like this? So because uh, media, first of all, there's, I would like to make mention of one beautiful hadith. In Nahas, this hadith is mentioned in Kitabul Fitan Mishkatul Masabi. In Satakunu Fitnatun Tastanziful Arab, Katlaha Finnar, Al Lisanu Yakunu Fiha Shadumin Waka is safe. A time will come in the Muslim Ummah when you will find there will be a lot of infighting as you find in the Arab countries. People will be killing one another as you find in Arab countries. Uh, and then Nabi Sallallahu says, Al Lisanu Yakunu Fiha. The power of the tongue will be more powerful than that of the sword. So that time swords were used. Today we have guns, etc. So the power of media will be more powerful than that of guns, etc. So this is the meaning of this hadith. So this tells us how important media is and how it is important for us to get into the media space, utilize it for the benefit of the ummah, and we are still only in one segment of the of the media space. We are not even in mainstream media. So the, answering your question, you, uh, the biggest challenge is talent. So we, all the time we, we have training programs, uh, we have boot camps uh, for those who are leaving school. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we have a good, uh, that becomes a, a catchment uh, opportunity for us uh, in terms of talent, etc. We train uh, the youth male and female and uh, but that, that that remains the biggest challenge uh, and the other challenge which we face is that uh, muslim businesses are getting less by the day uh, the original south african indian muslim businessmen 
uh, he is no more in business, perhaps uh, 50% or 60%. The new generation are opting for, for to become professionals. And uh, uh, the spirit of entrepreneurship is going out of the Ummah. And it was the Muslim businesses that sustained all our organizations. So that is another major challenge we are facing. And I would take the opportunity to encourage our parents that, yes, become a professional, become an expert, become whatever you want to become, but become an entrepreneur. It was that entrepreneurial spirit that brought South Africa to the position it is in terms of Islamic infrastructure. And our forefathers had that vision. They might not have been educated, perhaps they did, they did not even go to university, but they were that business. Business was the crux of the thing. And that was the, uh, the powerhouse whereby everything turned. And ultimately it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, who makes things happen. But Allah ta'ala made it that the businessman was utilized to develop Islamic infrastructure in this country. So, Maulana, we, we're coming down and we we zoning into the end. We, we made mention of when you started, the challenges. What was your experience of people telling you that, hey, you know, the benefit of Radio Islam in my life. What were some of the, the things that you've seen that radio has benefited the Muslim community and people in general? So, as you mentioned earlier, right, uh, most of our programs in the masjid are male-centered. Our programs after Fajr, Salah, if there is a program, Asr, Isha, Maghrib, Juma, the Shab Guzari program, the Ijtimas that take place, the special programs, the Sirat Jalsas, by and large, all these programs are for the men. The, the, the Jamaat programs, the, uh, the Khususi Mulaqat, Umumi Mulaqat, Three Days, etc., all the men are being visited. The effort among the female is minimal. After a, a female leaves madrasa at the age of 14, 15, then her contact with deen is minimal. The minimum, I can say with total conviction, that Alhamdulillah, the <coughs> radio station, Radio Islam and other Islamic media has been instrumental in safeguarding the iman of the ummah and benefiting the woman folk. Uh, uh, tremendously, immensely, because the men still can get take benefit from the masjid programs, but the women folk, due to our shortcoming, they are deprived. So, Alhamdulillah, Radio Islam, to a certain extent, has uh, filled this gap, but uh, still a lot needs to be done. A lot needs to be done. So that is one uh, major area in terms of benefit and. Uh, 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 where there is a niche market which we need to concentrate on. And then, uh, secondly, uh, what needs to be done is that uh, we need to unite the Ummah, we need to be positive in our messages, and in terms of the positive messages, there's been so many positive things we've heard. The women folk tell us that what they've learned over the radio, they never learned throughout their life in the madrasa. Because number one, the madrasa education by and large finishes up at uh, standard, uh, at grade six. There are many, there are some children who go to grade 10 and we should be encouraging our children to, grade, to go to grade 10. But after they leave madrasa, then the contact with deen is minimal. So Alhamdulillah, the, the, the finer points of deen, uh, the aspects of uh, inheritance, of business dealings, the types of business dealings, uh, 
uh, we have a variety of programs in terms of muftis coming on, answering different questions, halal, haram, conscientizing the people on halal, haram. Alhamdulillah, uh, the impact has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. I remember about, you know, in the early days, uh, one friend of mine from Kotal Islam is telling me, Molana, you know what, this radio station, eh, my wife is listening to it so much, one day she's going to become a mufti. <laughs> and there's another friend of mine in Standerson, he said, Molana, I've got one problem with radio Islam. So I asked him, what's wrong, okay. right? His name is Irshad. So I said, what's the problem? He said, you know what? Uh, every day when I go home, my mother and my wife, they tell me, we heard this on Radio Islam, we heard that on Radio Islam. Why are you not doing it? Why are you not doing it? That's the problem I have with Radio <laughs> Islam. <laughs> so, Alhamdulillah. Then, you know, uh, one friend of ours, Yusuf Jiva, in, um, in Port Elizabeth, uh, he's got Radio Islam playing on the public address system. So he reported to us that, Alhamdulillah, by the non-Muslim listening to it, Eight o'clock to five o'clock, six of them have accepted Islam. Subhanallah. You, you know, Marana, one day I came home and uh, the, the domestic at home tells me, you know, your child got this name. I said, yeah. See, but you know, your child's name means this. I'm like, okay, so? He said, no, no, Radio Islam had the meaning. And I said, hey, this is your child's name and this is what it means. <laughs> so truly, even the domestic at home, mashallah, they would listen and... Uh, you know, I remember so vividly, Morana, when it was just a one-story building and there was two studios next to one another. It was truly something unique. And obviously now Allah Ta'ala had blessed it and it taken it from strength to strength. Morana, the last question that I have and then you can conclude. What is your vision now for the next 10, 15, 20 years where you would like to see radio now uh, in, in 10, 15, 20 years' time? So Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has used the South African Muslim community to utilize the airwaves and this is a ni'mah of Allah Ta'ala which you will not be able to take advantage of in most Muslim countries and that is the truth. Most Arab countries you will not get permission to run a radio station and, and uh, even non-Arab uh, countries. So this is the great ni'mah of Allah and we need to make this radio station an international station uh, in the true sense of the word. So just to give you a small little idea, when we have, uh, we have the Sira Jalsa broadcast live on YouTube and uh, Facebook, etc., then we have Muslims listening to us from more than 83 different countries of the world. And our internet hits out of Ramadan stands at about 3.7 million. In Ramadan, it peaks between 7 and 8 million worldwide. So it means that in Ramadan, people listen more to the radio station. Alhamdulillah. So the, 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 vision, uh, the vision should be that we, Allah Ta'ala make it that the whole, the entire Muslim Ummah can benefit from Radio Islam and uh, similar radio stations be set up in different parts of the world. And mind you, uh, in America and Europe till now, till today, radio has got 70% of the market compared to TV. The only advantage, oh. the big advantage of TV is that one picture tells a thousand stories. But till today, 
radio has got a 70% penetration, which means 70% of the world's population are still listening to radio. Why? Because radio is flexible. While driving, you can listen. While cooking, you can listen. While eating, you can listen. While being in your office, you can listen. So radio is not a dying medium. Radium is a, radio is a powerful medium. And now that we have put, we've got radio some on the app, uh, to develop the app, you know, locally they wanted 450,000, another company 250,000. We got it done in India for about 80,000, 90,000. Alhamdulillah, now you can listen to Radio Sam in any part of the world. Alhamdulillah. So uh, we, we, we must utilize this powerful medium for the benefit of the Ummah and for the, uh, for the purpose of Dawah, inviting people towards Islam and, and uh, uh, removing misconceptions about Islam, inshallah. So we, we need inshallah. to take it to the next level, inshallah. So, respected listeners, there you have it as part of the centenary of the Jamiatul Ulama. We began with Radio Islam because we're using its medium. Moana, we are grateful for, to you, the staff at Radio, the great amount of sacrifice that they make. In Ramadan, Moana, sometimes they work amazingly odd hours, you know, starting very early, finishing very late, so much of sacrifice to bring that spirit of Ramadan home. We are ever grateful, and I'm sure if I open the lines up for the listeners, there'll be non-stop calls for a long time. Our dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts this humble effort, he takes it from strength to strength, and he uses it for the spreading of deen in the entire world, inshallah. Molna, I would just like to, with your permission, take the opportunity to thank sure, the Muslim Ummah. Of course. Uh, our donors, our well-wishers, our listeners, the men, the women folk, the children, our staff, our board members, our finance committee members, our HR committee members, our personnel, our programming committee members. Everybody have played a crucial role in the running of the radio station. It's not one one person's responsibility. and It's not what one person can never do a thing can never accomplish it so i uh, from the bottom of my heart i would say may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward one and all for this great name of taking deen to the masses uh, inspiring people uplifting people educating people it is a madrasa on air it is a maktab on air it is a small little mini islamic college uh, that we have a darul ifta technically where questions are being answered all the time and a variety of programs current affairs hotspots everything alhamdulillah so we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most first and foremost that without the help of allah we'll never be able to accomplish this we could not have accomplished this allah ta'ala made it happen and Amen. all credit hundred out of hundred goes only to allah ta'ala zero credit goes to any to, to, to any human being yes uh, certain people were utilized, etc. But that is the, the the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah ta'ala reward one and all for Jazakallahu Ahsan al Jazafid Darain. May Allah reward you all a befitting reward in this world and in the year after. And may Allah ta'ala make this a means of uh, hidayat and guidance, inspiration and upliftment of the Ummah, inshallah. Marana, it was absolutely uh, informative today's program. We are thankful for you. I want to pay special tribute to a friend of mine, Rana Pirali, who silently worked very hard. Allah his kabar with nur and all of those that were involved and have passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the highest of stages in Jannatul Firdaus. That was Marana Haider. Marana Haider is the station manager at Radio Islam. 
Mana just giving us the history of Radio Islam is part of one of the projects of the Jamiatul Ulama South Africa in the centenary. Uh, I hope you find it very, very amazing how it started and what were some of the things that were done. Next week, inshallah, we're going to do Senha and, and Senha's role and how they started and where they began. So stay tuned, inshallah, to Radio Islam International. And we hope we can bring you, as always, quality, productive programming, which will help the spiritual needs of the Ummah of the time. For myself, Ubaidullah Boja, Brother Usama. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته